0: That's. I was making. I was making a sex joke.
1: Oh, oh, Mark, (laughs) calm down. Yuck. I feel calm now. Uh. Oh God! Imagine a vampire foursome. Mm -hmm. Oh my! I would never stop talking about it. Well, you (laughs) would
0: be a bloody spot on the floor. Is what you would be.
1: (laughs) Oh, but what a way to go, Mark! All I could say is, what a way to go. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Greetings, savory inferiors, and welcome to Vampire Insider, the unofficial podcast dedicated to recapping and reacting to AMC's immortal universe, including Interview with the Vampire and the Mayfair Witches. With both shows in hiatus, our co-hosts, Christina LaRusso, Joanne Palumbo and myself, Mark Snedeker, are engaging in fun discussions of vampire lore, deeper dives into the themes of the shows, and bringing in some special guests with particular expertise in and passion for the works of Anne Rice. Today, we're going to continue our discussion of episode one, In Throes of Increasing Wonder, and our theme of identity. Today, we're going to be looking at a fairly minor side character, Lestat the video rock music star that he is, and the murder goblin, Armand. Welcome to my co-host, Christina LaRusso and Joanne Palumbo. Hello, ladies.
2: Hello, Mark. Hello, Joanne. Hi, guys. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. It's good.
0: Look, whatever complaints people have... They, it can't include, well, they just didn't dig deeply enough into each episode.
1: This is yeah, your f- no one can accuse us of that. <laughs> no,
0: this is their fourth episode, I think, about episode one, which, by the way, is a very rich episode, so I do not have any bad feelings about that at all. And uh, the only thing I do have bad feelings about is Christina glares at me every time I drink my wine.
2: Well, it's because of the ice cubes, so... No. Mm -hmm.
0: wow, just call me out for being classless. (laughs) That's nice.
2: It's just too noisy. I
0: got three cans of wine here and I don't care who knows it.
2: I want to do a countdown, Joe, for when you are actually
1: going to meet a vampire because that's coming Um, soon.
0: How many hours?
1: It actually, it's actually happening one day sooner that I'll be meeting a vampire than it was originally supposed to. Oh. Because I ended up having to buy a weekend pass for the convention because everything sold out for just the Sunday where I was supposed to meet Ian Summerholder and Paul Wesley. So I was like, you know, I have a ticket for Saturday. I guess I'll go. I don't know what goes on at these things. I went to the Twilight one 20 years ago. I don't remember. So I was like, maybe I'll check it out on Saturday. I'm like, well, if I'm going to go, I'm, let's see who's, who I could meet. There were two people that I was really interested in meeting. One of them was Candace King, who played Caroline Forbes. And the other, who I'm getting chills saying it, elijah michelson played by daniel Gillies. so i chose elijah michelson wow so i will be meeting an original vampire o- and then O-V. Damon and zephyr
2: yay awesome that's so exciting and and so how many when when is this happening how many days do we have or June? i didn't i
1: haven't started a countdown yet but uh june 24th is that saturday i believe and then the sunday is the 25th
2: all right, so we will we'll continue to do the countdown. Are you going to tell these vampires about Vampire Insider, Joanne?
0: Oh, you know what would be great if Christina got up off her butt and sent you your Christmas present.
2: Oh yes. Oh, I have to do that. Yes, because oh Lord, oh
0: we're going to spoil it right now because it's a Vampire Insider t shirt. My, my t-shirt. birthday's
2: in two weeks, Mark. There you so go. Why don't we just call it a birthday present? Let's, yeah, it's it, a it's a Vampire Insider shirt,
1: Joanne. You could wear it to the conference. I could give it to him. Oh my god! Brilliant! You, you send me two more. Yeah, oh. whatever you want, as long send as it makes you happy. To, and I'll give one to all the vampires I see.
0: See, that's why that's why Joni does marketing. That's
1: right. All right, Joni,
0: we're going to track down some T-shirts for you.
1: Beg them
2: to <laughs> come on and be a guest on the show, Joanne. I can't wait, guys. Joe, oh you're going to be a- you're going to be on your knees anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Is, your, is it true that your uh, name tag at the convention is going to say face? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, my name is Face. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, you like, might as well get that right thing out thing there. <laughs>
1: <that's> yeah. <open.
2: laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Nice. All right. <laughs> So I think another interesting character that we can talk about is Rashid slash Armand. Even though we only had Armand for a couple minutes at the end of the series, and I know we're just kind of looking at episode one, I think he'll be really interesting to kind of dive into that subservient attitude that he has around Louis and what's that about
0: well when it comes to identity this is not it, it can't be possibly be more central than it is to rashid who is lying about his identity mm-hmm. right he's pretending and still kind of inexplicably right
2: i still be, can't figure it he, out he
0: was pretending to be and in this episode he was still pretending to be Louis's servant right or or
2: assistant yeah
0: you know hey uh have chef start preparing things fetch me a hunky boy that i can feed on you know
2: yeah in the very first episode if you just look at the things that he does contained in that first episode you're right he does say hey go and have chef do this and all of that louis allows daniel to speak to rashid in in an a disrespectful way. Yeah. Honestly, he sort yeah. of says, and I only work one on one, and which is, is meaning, you know, dismiss this guy, right? Uh, later, not in this episode, but later, Daniel refers to him as, as the rent boy. I mean, he's very dismissive of, yeah. of Rashid, but the one thing that I noticed that really, for me, just kind of Makes me scratch my head. Why would Armand allow this to occur? Because we know that Arm- this is not Armand's vibe, right? This yeah. is, subservience is not Armand's vibe. No, he's been, he's been
0: a leader yeah. for ever since he left Marius, right? right?
2: And really, even when he was with Marius, yeah. with the young men, yeah. around, which is problematic, but with the young men surrounding Marius, he was kind of a, a leader type,
0: by the that. way, they have avoided that problem as well. Yes, with because, casting
2: of, <laughs> because Armand of, is in his 20s. Yes. Here's the thing that he does, though. This in the conversation when Daniel is asking Louis, well, where's your coffin? And he says, you're standing in it. And, and then he kind of glances over his shoulder at Armand. And Armand, who at, that, at this time Rashid, you know, pushes some buttons on his iPad. And yeah. then the, the window, uh, yeah. the shade goes away. And and that allows Louis to do the dramatic thing with his arm. Well, all that took was Louis looking over his shoulder, like <laughs> like just a glance over his like shoulder. You know it was so do. dismissive, yeah. and so it, he didn't even. Yeah, it's just like, it's like you know, jerked his chin that yeah, direction. You know, yeah, that to me really illustrates the subservience that Armand, this deference that Armand is faking, faking maybe, or does he really faking. feel that way? Is he play acting that? Is he, and why? Yeah, is this some sort of kink? Like, is he a sub? Like,
1: <laughs> He's two like, two you know them? what? Like,
2: After two 2000... gets
1: off on, like, being told what to do and, right. you know, getting his butt spanked or something. We don't know. For the life of me, I can't, can't figure out either why th- that we got introduced to Armand the way that he was. And I was so, I remember I was not thrilled with him being Armand because I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Like, maybe later on I'll like it once they make it make sense, if they do. Well, plus it ruined
0: it. Christina's elegant theory. My
1: theory was yes. my highly complex.
2: Well, yeah. it really wasn't that complex. And it would have had would have had canonical support. It was so it was a beautiful it was theory. Sweet. It really was a good theory, but oh well. Give us
0: a little bit of the background and history of Armand that we know. We don't know it in the show yet, but we do know kind of who he is. Because not everybody's read the books.
2: Well, I know. Okay. So he's he was a young, well, in the books, he's a young he's a kid and he's, he's kidnapped from his homeland. Well, not kid, kid. Like Claudia was a kid.
1: He was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, He's a teenager, but he's like, you know, 15, 16 adolescent. Right. And he, well, I think that he's originally kidnapped when he's younger and he grows to be a teenager with Marius. Right. When he's this younger kid, he's taken and he is first, he's made to be a prostitute in brothels. Yes, yes. And then he goes and he's taken in by Marius, who is a, a powerful vampire, sort of an ancient one, Very ancient, <laughs> yes. a Roman vampire. Mm-hmm. And then he joins Marius's little school for boys, yeah, which, <laughs> which is
0: problematic.
2: Problematic. And Marius engages sexually with him so. and, fe- and continue and feeds off of him but doesn't turn him into a vampire until right. Armand gets sick. Yeah. And then he, uh, he he saves him by turning him into a vampire. And, and then Armand is taken by a coven and quickly rises to power within this
1: coven. He becomes the leader of this coven. Vampire coven, not a witch coven. If we're speaking to people who didn't read the book and you right. say Coven, they might think, think like a witch coven. Witch and coven. yeah. yeah.
0: And of course he meets Lestat before he meets uh, Louis. And he
2: does meet Lestat before he meets Louie. That's when he's living underground they like they're just, like, the, being the, really, like Well they're scruffy. living they're living in like squalor and and they they don't interact with the living that's one of the rules you're yeah. not allowed to do this yeah. and you're not allowed to pretend as if you're human or interact in any way with the living and they're just kind of these Land dirty in the dirt. yeah, yeah.
0: like hobos
2: and then hobo and, vampires. and once he's met Lestat Lestat <laughs> Lestat kind of destroys that coven yeah. and says well this isn't you the way it are needs fools. to be
0: fools you could and, have Kick ass threads like me. Get some drip, son.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can have the riches of the riches. And that's sitting here living like paupers. That's right, that's
2: right. And so then they become the theater of vampires. And then he is heading that up. And there's a whole there's a whole thing with him and Lestat and how he's in love with Lestat, all of that, right? Then Louis goes to France and that's when he encounters Louis and Claudia and he has a hand in Claudia's death more than a hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: so the reason I wanted you to do that is if you think about it, Armand while has he has been in leadership positions for, you know, long stretches of time, he's also been very much in servant positions. I mean, that's how he started out. Right, he was a servant in the brothel. He was a servant in Marius's household.
2: I don't. He wasn't a servant. He, he was. Well, I don't. Okay, I would argue he was servant in he, Marius's he running, household.
0: Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't running the gang. Marius was.
2: Well, Marius was, but he had all the money he wanted. He was very much a pampered. He was a like a pampered pet. servant. He was like yeah. a pet in Marius. But he wasn't household. ruling.
0: He, no. had, he had some petty fiefdoms maybe over he, the other boys. Yeah, he's role switched like that before. I
2: guess. Yeah
0: so but i don't think that's what's going on here right that would be strange Mm -hmm. if he's like you know what yeah i really miss being you know the second banana or -hmm. whatever right (laughs) so to speak but it's an interesting just to think about his history and where he is now in Mm -hmm. relation to all that Mm -hmm. did you get the feeling when they flash back to the 70s joni that armand was in charge or louis was in charge
1: Armand. Didn't he kind of like defer to Armand and like kind of like okay, i gotta bring this guy home. Not in those exact words I'm paraphrasing of course but I think that was kind of the vibe I got. Just yeah Armand definitely wore the pants in the 70s which makes today that much more confusing. But you think they sat there and they were like look Louis, like I have an idea. Let's bring this this asshole Daniel back that we did the interview with and let's trick him and not you know he's not going to remember you from the 70s. we'll pretend like you're my secretary (laughs) what was the conversation
0: again i wish i had that answer already but we don't find out
2: all right like and how does daniel not remember is it because daniel was so drugged or is it because now armand did his armand's gift is to do kind of mind tricks on people it's there are some people and in fact jenna reads things about Armand and his mind tricks in a very, she's going to be a guest on future episode in a very different way than I do. I I think that she gives him a lot of power. We'll ask her about that. Like, I think she credits him for having all kinds of strong abilities for, you know, a very long-term mind fuck, essentially that Armand is, is able to do. And maybe that's why Daniel can't remember because Armand has done something tricksy to his mind. And he's, you know, he's essentially being glamored by Armand. I I don't give Armand that much power, but possibly that is the case. I have
0: another theory.
2: Okay. What's your theory?
0: What's the, what's your, overall theme now for truth
2: and reconciliation
0: that's right so armand has done some fucked up shit throughout the ages and especially to louis well right? and
2: also we don't know if his relationship with daniel has already taken place right. but eventually, at some point here, daniel, daniel and daniel and armand do have a relationship in the books
0: yeah yeah so, so we'll there's there's happens. a
2: relationship that does occur so we don't know if that's happened we're gonna so talk
0: about that is maybe Taking this role a form of reparation, even if it's a trick, right? I'm like, you know what, Louis, I'm gonna let you drive the bus for a while, Mm -hmm. so to speak. You know, because I was so controlling and manipulative, now you're, you're, you can be the boss for a couple centuries or whatever. I'm not sure that that's correct, but there's got to be some fucking reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's like the question that if, if at the end of this series, we don't have that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot, but that's oh, one of. Oh.
0: we'll track the down the showrunners. And we
1: don't have an answer. Yes, that's what Mark, literally, what I was going to say. Like, I will be at Rollin Jones's house, being like, "No, no, no, you got to answer this one question for me. Why did that whole rusty thing happen? Tell me."
0: Yeah, it's and a good it question. Be a now, reaction. here's another possibility, and I just read this on Reddit the other day, actually, because Armand is just that kind of messy bitch and likes the drama. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's
0: like, you know, it would be funny. I'm to pretend to be like your boy instead of your daddy mm-hmm. while Daniel's here. And then we'll switch roles at some point when I have to raise up to the ceiling and get him a book.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, because, okay. Cause in the end, right. Armand looks hella powerful. Oh yeah. I mean, and he, well he can
0: keep from he, getting he burned up in the, in the sun.
2: And he said, and he does say, well, what does the mediocre star? What's interesting is if you read the initial pilot script, yeah. those words about the mediocre star used to be Louis' in regards to you know the the where's your coffin this is my coffin and louis is the one who says those those, the words about a mediocre star
0: that's a class m star to you sir they are
2: they are they gave armand that power uh, ultimately in the in the rewrite right so that that's interesting okay here's something that Readers of the book know about Armand. He's, he's very a murder goblin. Well he is. But he's also very if Lestat is afraid of abandonment, yeah. Armand is extraordinarily really bothered by abandonment. Absolutely. And, and and Armand tries to cling on to in fact, Armand in the book loves Lestat above Louis. Everybody, he yeah. loves him he loves him more than he loves yeah. Louis, right? So he wants he, you know, and, and Lestat doesn't love Armand. Right. Lestat rejects Armand. So Armand is t- is upset by rejection. Is f- has a fear of abandonment. He says later in in the in the season about Louis doing this. He's writing a suicide note. Yeah, he knows that the vampires will come for Louis w- when this gets published. And so my wonder is if Armand is just kind of going along with this. Because he's in some way trying to cling to Louis, He can't he can't say to Louie, no, this is wrong. I'm done. I'm out. He's saying, "Okay, I'll do this. I'm going to be with you and I'm going to hope for the best. And I just need to be with you. And no matter how it happens, no matter what I have to do to be with you, I'm going to be with you. And even if that means pretending to be this, be your assistant.
1: Yeah, I can't get from there to there. I agree with you. It could be him wanting to be with him despite of everything else, you know, to protect him or try to talk him out of it at, you know, at the last moment. But how does that translate to, but I'm going to play this, I'll play this role. Of but it still
0: doesn't make sense whatever. that he pretends to be a different guy. He could have done the subservience. Right, that's what
1: I'm saying. I can't, I can't get there. From what well, Mr. look, just
0: if I'm Go Daniel, I'm maybe doing a property search on the Dubai apartment to see whose name it's in.
1: Well, I'm it's sure probably it's
0: probably like Bloodsucker LLC, honestly. I but I don't
2: know, uh, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <But> <laughs> because I, it mean,
0: come on, you got to have some lawyers working for you, you know.
2: I I don't know.
0: Maybe it's like Amadeo Incorporated.
2: <laughs> oh no, God, I, you're right, Joanne. There, my My theory there is incomplete because it does. There is that gap between you know. I need to be with you. I need to be with you. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pretend to be someone completely different. Yeah.
0: Maybe he it's just a little role play, you know?
2: But yeah, but why? I know, there, we don't know and yet. Then, and then it goes to that point that I think a lot of people are trying to make, which is, did they have interaction in the past with Daniel and Armand? Right. And is this really just Armand's mind trick that he's 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 mind-fucking yeah. Daniel? And, but there is a point too at the end when Daniel is confronting Louis and he says to him, this is in the last episode, where he says, why would, you know, yeah. Claudia is pissed at you. So what's the real truth, right? He's trying to get to the real truth from Louis, yeah, and then he says to and Armand comes over and he's going inter- to intervene. This is still Armand as Rashid. yeah, and then Daniel says to Armand, how many days are there in the?" muslim calendar he challenges him on some islamic trivia does he does he really understand islam or is this some kind of thing that he's putting on and at a point armand looks down at louis and he gives them gives him this look and to me i'm reading that look as armand saying stop letting him talk to me this way you know so and then armand is like you know what Fuck it. I'm going to show who's the real boss here. Watch this, bitches. And he he takes out his contacts, takes off his gloves, and then flies. Yeah. So all this time, he's had to have been chafing under this pantomime that he's yeah. doing where he is subservient to Louis. It
0: does seem to me most likely that Louis is like, okay, don't be Armand, be Rashid. You know, because, <laughs> you know, like, just pretend I, to be I Rashid. Need
1: to, I need to this conversation. I need to know what happened.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get back to you when I figure it out.
1: But it
2: says something about Armand's identity, and I think we'll learn more about this in, in season two, but to me it says a lot that he was willing to subsume his real identity, hide that, and become this other person, and then maybe not. Maybe that is, maybe Rashid is exactly who Armand is in that relationship, but I don't know. It's like that show Undercover Boss, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's like I knew you were Armand when you said hi. My name is Matt.
1: <laughs> that's that's a kind of exactly like you know they, they think they're talking to a you know a, a colleague when yeah. it turns out it's really so the CEO the whole yeah. time. Hey,
0: surprise! That's I'm Bill Gates.
1: It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Takes his mustache off. Hi, Armand. Here's a theory for you guys. Maybe right. Armand is running the show more than we're giving him a little bit of credit for, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's like,
0: very possible because he is a great manipulator.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's his like, talent. And I'm not trying to say like he's in Louis' mind or he isn't in Louis' mind. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe the whole, maybe everything is an act. Yeah. Maybe his concern for Louis' well-being if this book does come out and the vampires come for him. Maybe that was, an act. But, uh, I'm not saying he doesn't care for Louis or why, why he would be indifferent or want him to be hurt. Maybe in my mind, I'm, I'm sitting here just kind of spinning and thinking like, let me look at it. As if Armand is orchestrating this, yeah. Armand pre- is getting Louie to yeah. go back to this interview for some reason and to bring Daniel there for some reason. I know it's and,
2: to bring Daniel there, but also to bring Lestat.
1: Could be. To bring Lestat, could be a Lestat, Lestat so, trap. That would make sense then to me as to why, if this was going to, benefit Armand in some way then playing Louis' bitch actually could make sense.
0: Except here's his plan. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pretend not to be a powerful vampire. I'm going to be like i, know, you. I'm gonna I know. be I'm going to be your manservant, but I'm only going to do it for like two days <laughs>
1: and then
0: I'm going to do the big reveal.
1: What do like you think? None of it, none of it makes yeah. sense. You're like, what do you think?
0: Louie's like, that's the stupidest fucking plan I've ever heard, but whatever, you're the boss. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: It's, your, it's your, it's your penthouse. So I have nowhere to yeah. go. So like,
0: you know, I'm kind of just couch surfing, bro. So, well, What
1: do you, what do you think about that? Christina? Like, do you think maybe, I you don't s- know.
2: Cause, that could be I, it. I've always been thinking about it from the Louie perspective, but if you really turn it, which is what you've done here, turn it on its, on its head and look at it from the Armand perspective. And is Armand the one the, the, who said, let's bring Daniel. We're going to have this interview. Now it could be because he wants to see Daniel again. Maybe yeah. we'll get there. We'll get
1: there in that other conversation that we're going to have, but maybe he hoped in the retelling of it, that Louis will like hate was not more like, we don't know what went on. Like, was he thinking about maybe Armand felt Louis was going to leave him for Lestat, and he was like, he wasn't that bad, and he's like, sit down and try to remember what he did, or you know, or
2: something. He or because remember, Armand loves Lestat. He likes,
1: uh, Lestat yeah. yeah. He
2: really likes Lestat. So well, what better so do way? Right, right. But what <laughs> better way to get Lestat's attention? Uh, assuming that listad is underground or where we don't Bringing back all
0: of his exes then <laughs>
2: then making you know making this point about louis and, and then he, he's going to publish this. This book is going to get published. Yeah. And Lestat is either going to hear this conversation happening because of, you know, secret brain powers. Yeah. Or or he is going to see this story published. And he is going to then, well, you know, he's going to have to rise out of the ground because well, of the rock music. Right. He needs but, to do the
0: rock music videos. But,
1: I think Armand and Louis are, you know, messy little bitches. And I think this is going to get back to Lestat way before it goes to print. Probably. But so
2: he... Here's, so here's the thing, though. Then Lestat is going to have a score to settle. He's going to have to say, hey, hang on. That's not what this is like. So then let's say Armand is trying to get Lestat's attention. Well, here comes Lestat to go, you know what? Fuck that. That's not how this went. And then Armand and Lestat are brought back into confrontation again. And it could be because that's Lestat's the one that got away from Armand. And then, then Armand can say, haha ha I've got your boyfriend. Which, yeah. obviously, he knows... <laughs> He knows, Armand knows that Lestat knows that he's got Louis because of what happened in Paris, right? Like, you know, I mean, Lestat shows up in Paris and, well, at least Book Lestat does. And we know that he knows that.
0: Look, I'm telling you right now, Lestat's showing up in Paris. They're not leaving Sam Reed out of any more episodes than they absolutely have to.
2: Right, right. Yeah. No, they can't. They can't.
0: Could he have been Rashid? The strategy was just to kind of ease Daniel into the idea until, keep in mind, the fall of the angels was ultimately a seduction, Mm -hmm. right? Lucifer seduced these other angels Mm -hmm. and we're letting the story seduce Daniel. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of Armand's plan is to get the hooks into Daniel and not give him too many vampires all at once?
1: I'm not getting that vibe. No, but I they don't. Figured, think so.
0: But at a certain point, they decide it's okay to tell Daniel that it's the vampire Armand, right? After after two and a I half days. I don't
1: think days. they decided anything. I think Armand just did it, and Louis was like, "Okay."
0: oh uh, yeah, or Louis seemed to be into it, although he did have that little bit of the. Uh, uh stockholm
2: syndrome oh, well that's
1: a good question louis was like louis was like oh we're doing this now okay, yeah, okay. Like, right was
2: louis as surprised as daniel was when armand decided to do this yeah was he I yeah don't i don't know. think
1: that was part of the plan i don't think he was to reveal himself i think armand just had enough at that point yeah
0: maybe so like, uh, the question is on armand's identity then is he ultimately more manipulator or lover
1: i, I think you could be both well, yeah. clearly,
0: but I mean, which is he? What's his central? I, I think
2: I think at this point he may be more
1: manipulative. I mean,
0: that's what we think just yeah, based Christina, on his history.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because I, in order to make what we're trying to make sense here, him him hiding who he was, you almost have to say that he's being a more manipulator, more manipulative than anything else. Yeah,
0: unless it turns out to have been Louis's plan.
1: Well, uh, but or even just
0: pretend to be Rashid. It'll I don't know, fun.
1: but it'll be fun. <laughs> but no,
2: but I no, I think that he's being more manipulative, and I think it's because he senses Louis is is drifting away. Yeah, I think because he says this is a suicide letter. I think that this is. I think that he he senses that Lou he's losing Louis, and he needs to get him back. And I think this is his weird way of doing that. You know, I mean we do weird yeah. things when we're trying when we feel we're losing someone. I think that we you know, it's it's a it's a very human thing to do.
0: Now, is it a good strategy? Let's say if I thought I was losing someone, I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna invite back one of my exes. <laughs> Right? (laughs) And bring them into the fold, but I'll use a different name for a while. (laughs) Is that
1: cool? None of it makes any difference. And if I was going to
0: (laughs) pick a different name, what would it be?
1: I'm just going to adopt this whole new identity. It could be
0: like, Richard Steele. Steele. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Oh, I think God. it says a lot. Oh, All my right. God. So in summary, are you just, is this just a big game and you're at the center of the web, mm-hmm. you know? Or is this something maybe not of your making and it was dictated by other circumstances we don't know yet? Or, you
1: know what I just thought? Hear me out. Maybe something is going on with Armand that he can't be known as like the name Armand, can't be mentioned amongst the vampire community because there are people coming in and out of that penthouse, the people yeah. he feeds on, and maybe it could be something like that. Like, Think, think he's on the lamb? Any, like, yeah, like you can't anybody let anybody know that this is actually Armand, so when my guy comes in to feed me, keep calling him Rashid. Could right? be. I don't know. Hmm. Armand
2: says he's serving a god.
1: We've come up with some really good alternative theories about this whole situation well Mark didn't but you and I did Christina yeah.
0: <laughs> that are almost all certainly wrong
1: <laughs> I they're, they're probably all certainly wrong yeah but I hope that whatever the real thing is if it's not one of our theories that it, it can live up to or be better
2: now let's talk about Lestat we talked about Louis being quite the onion in the last episode yes and I think that Lestat is going to also be very complex.
0: Which of those two onions gives you more tears?
2: <laughs> Louis is so... He, he's a tragic figure. He is tragic. And I, feel, I, I actually feel very sorry for Louis. Especially after we talked about it last week. You know, he thought he had a choice. Ish. Ish. Or at least Lestat thought he was giving him a choice. And Louis really didn't have a choice. You he know found who? somebody who was in in emotional turmoil. He's very predatory, Lestat.
0: Do you know who thinks he had an awesome choice? (laughs) Who could it be? Yeah. Who could it be now?
1: It's Joanne. (laughs) Always me. But guys, you know what I just realized as I was sitting here, kind of like going over my thoughts about Lestat? We missed something major about Louis in terms of, his identity and, you know, kind of slash role he plays. Father figure. Father, Father figure. Oh, there you go. You're yes. not wrong. That's Claudia.
0: true.
2: Eventually, yes, yeah. that's
0: true. No, I don't even know if eventually. That was his kind of initial. Like from the jump. Yeah, he was he was babying her, right? Well,
1: but not in episode one. But, right. No, not in episode one. But, but we have overall, hindsight. I mean, I think yeah. that's something that we definitely missed. I agree with you
0: and did that shift as time went on maybe not for him but for Claudia
1: yeah she wanted him to be more of like remember she one of her conditions was I'm not your daughter I'm your sister now for the both of them you gotta be my Mm -hmm. bro you know, it's interesting right. that you bring
2: up Louis, because actually, as I was listening to the episode and I was editing it, I realized that we missed a couple of, there were a couple of things that we missed about Louis. And I think at least one of them. How we, dare you. I know. At least one of them we can pick up in Lestat, because I think it, it has to do with both. Well, the father
1: of, one we could pick up with Lestat.
2: With Lestat, With Lestat, too. I struggle with that idea of Louis as a father figure. I know that that's what he felt that he was, but it was a really unhealthy
1: fatherly relationship.
0: I mean, that doesn't make well, mean the that The whole not.
1: situation is unhealthy. I mean, yeah, to say that one relationship was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it is the whole thing is. But where? What I always think about with Claudia, because this Claudia is a little bit older, right? I always think, look, she went away, she did her thing, and. And she could do that. And then Louis encouraged her later. Go ahead. You should go. She gets on the train, remember? And then Lestat does it and <laughs> Tickets, please. <laughs> oh, that was the best, best, best moment. It was so good. I just think that he is going to crush it as the rock star Lestat. But at any rate, um, so Claudia... Louis could have let her go and he should have let her go. And he told her to go. But then when Lestat brought her back, Louis didn't stand up and say, you know what? Let's just let her go. She's going to be you and me. But Lestat, you and I, we're going to deal with this. Because Louis is needy as fuck. But Louis needs her. So is it, you know, if it is a fatherly relationship that they have, he is not a, it's not a healthy one.
0: Well, I mean, I think in, if you had wanted, instead of choosing identity, As the theme for the episode, you could have chosen toxicity because every single relationship in this show is rife with toxicity.
2: Yeah, and I mean, we could do that. I I actually think that that would be a good one if when we do a deep dive into like episode four, episode five. Right? There's a lot of toxicity. I mean, well, for sure, toxicity in episode five, but even in episode four, just bringing Claudia into it, it's it's very, it becomes very toxic. It's already red flags flying with just Louis and Lestat. But then when they bring Claudia into it, it just becomes sorted.
0: Yes. He agrees, pretending that he remembers exactly what was in episode four. Good point, Christina. <laughs> I like that. That was good.
2: All right. So let's jump on to Lestat. You know what? You know who loves Lestat? Joanne.
1: No, That's right. who?
0: You love him. Uh, you you love to- him so much. Why don't you just marry him?
1: I wish I could. Okay. Give All right. me the dark gift and the And the Mark, it's not a podcast episode if I don't make a sex joke. Well,
0: so. and you've... Successfully made me uncomfortable you, for the 85th time.
2: You should have seen his face.
1: <laughs> he just looked down and shook his head. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh, that, that Donny.
1: Oh, Donny. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. So, so tell me what you think ahead. about, just in broad strokes, Lestat's identity.
1: He's trying to think of the right word for it. Um A slut? Oh, he's that. Well, yeah. He's very promiscuous. Um, no shame. Okay. Yeah. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Not going to vampire slut shame anybody. <laughs> um, he's, albeit not a great one, but it is part of his identity and role that he plays mentor. He tries to mentor Louis horribly into becoming a vampire. He's a father figure to Claudia and to Louis also in a way, again, through the failed mentorship that he went through narcissist.
0: Yeah, he does that very well.
1: See I'm trying to think what other identities he has. Boyfriend. Boyfriend lover. He's a lover. He is a lover. He's
2: a bad daddy. (laughs) He is a bad daddy (laughs)
0: Uh, honestly that line is so terrible it works great as a joke it really so does i, I like really, that it i like that it exists yeah
1: it'll be like season five and i'll be like remember that time <laughs> when yeah. that said Dad, bad daddy, daddy. Like, look like,
0: daddy. how bad daddy
1: but that's all i've got i don't know mark i'm 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 having a hard time with that's okay with him.
0: well that's why i'm here joanne
1: okay to mark tell me what, what what else well what, here, what, he, what did i miss
0: so you did make a very good point about he was a bad mentor right? I mean, he is mentoring, but imagine like back when you were 15 or 16, you're taking driver's ed. If the gym (laughs) coach who's teaching driver's ed came in and said, okay, uh, these are keys. This is a steering wheel. Go. That's about as much instruction as he gave Louie. I mean, he really just gave him the bare minimum. Here's how you stay undead slash alive. Don't do this shit because it's going to make my life more difficult. And, uh, you know, enjoy Christina. What's your quick Kind of broad brush stroke discussion of Lestat's identity.
2: He is, above all, I think he identifies as the Wolf Killer.
0: And that's incorporating the book and...
2: And the series. I mean, he talks about it in the first episode. So Wolf Killer, I think that he is trying to be instructor, mentor, for sure. I think also, initially, he is stuck in time i think that he he yep. you know when he comes over he says i'm a 19th century man because he's right. dressed and in old-fashioned clothing which says something to me and we'll get there uh, uh but vampire did either of you say vampire
0: uh no we forgot that he was a vampire
2: <laughs> so well, i don't i don't think we've said that for anybody that yeah far. Uh, well okay but that's a, there's a good absolutely. reason there's a good reason for that uh apart from armand who obviously all well but armand is a vampire but then doesn't really embrace the whole vampire thing until you know eventually he meets Lestat right. but Lestat is all in on the vampire
0: yeah. Armand yeah, identified like a as vampire as, I Armand kind of identified as like homeless undead guy Right, just kind of shambling mm-hmm. around in shitty clothes and a shopping cart, probably.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: go ahead, tell us more about his identity as a vampire.
2: Well, I think that we're doing broad strokes now, and I would just say that that's it. He is he he really embraces that vampire life, and and that's not to say that he doesn't struggle with it. He does. You, you, we we learn that in the vampire Lestat, and we'll we'll learn that. But if we're just Isolating ourselves to episode one and some of the hindsight that we have. He has accepted that he is a vampire. He has accepted and relishes how he has to live as a vampire. He thinks it's a great thing to be a vampire, which is clearly what he's been telling Louis. So he is all in on his vampire self. I think also a part of his identity, and you don't get this in episode one, um, maybe do a little bit. I guess we can still talk about this, is as son. As a son, he talks about his father and talks about his mother. Yes, and I think those are because, of course, I've I've read further. I know that those are two things that are significant. Right. So, is
0: dad significant for his really lack of involvement?
2: Yep. Being a bad mother,
0: father. Uh, as obviously a sex object.
2: <laughs> well, uh, his mother <laughs> in episode one, no, but we do know that there is is that coming. So yeah. those are my those are my broad strokes.
0: If you are holding a tarot deck, which card are you using to represent Lestat?
1: Oh, the hanged man.
0: See, I would have chosen Louis for the hanged man because he's more of a victim, but tell me why you would choose Lestat as the hanged man.
1: Okay, very Cuz you think he has a big um, dick? It's, it's, it's not. is hanged man. Whatever. So, you it's know, criti- Criticize me
0: for intricate. my verb tense, why don't you? <laughs>
1: okay, what's your why why? This <laughs> is interesting. It was literally the first card that popped into my head. I like it. I don't know. I guess maybe I associate hangman with death and yes. Lestat is death. He deals in death.
0: Yes. So I am, that's I, why
1: I chose the hangman.
2: I think he's death. I think he's the death card. And I don't think that it's about death. I think the death card is more complex than that.
0: Yeah. Well, lay it on us. Um,
2: Actually, the death card is not just about life ending. It's about endings and beginnings, change and transformation.
0: He's definitely changing some people.
2: Right. And also sort of the invincibility of the death card. So the skeleton on the death card is obviously, bones are the last things to go, right? Yes. Uh, it's also in some death cards, Is Cloaked in armor, which speaks to invincibility. Death is going to come no matter what.
0: Do you think Lestat has that sort of inevitable quality? It's just unstoppable force of nature. Yeah, you know, mysterious.
2: He's mysterious. You know, Lestat. Well, Lestat's not super mysterious. Lestat's kind of who he is. He's sort of in yeah. your face. I'm yeah. Lestat, and this is what I am. But also, the vampire is mysterious. Yes. So I would say that that there's that. I I think that he is. Um, it is. It's like this immortal, there's an immortal or immortality element to the death card. Too. Okay,
0: I'll, fi- I'll buy that. So
2: that's why I would, th- that's why I'm going to guess, or I'm going to say he's the death card.
0: Other choices could have included the magician, although I would probably make that Armand mm. if I was thinking about it. Um, as Joni pointed out, uh, the hanged man, uh, what else, the lovers, but I, th- I think that's a good choice. I think, uh, I think
2: death <laughs> is a good choice. Joe, do you want to change
1: yours? No, I'm going to keep mine.
0: Yeah, I like it. Stick to it. That's what I do, even if I'm horribly, horribly wrong. I just keep mm, going. I don't care but if I'm wrong. In fact, you know what I do? Double down.
1: I'm right in my own mind. That's, that's right. That's, right. that's all I care all about. about.
0: All right, so that little diversion aside, Christina, did we do yours?
1: No, we. you
2: did my card. Well,
0: I know. Now I'd like to hear my, your oh, ideas my, about my identity.
2: Qu- my question about identity is this. Which, which, as, which aspect of his identity do we want to first dig into?
1: All I think the vampires... Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. All right, let's do...
2: So, so let's talk about Lestat as vampire.
0: He doesn't care that much about the lore or the rules or the history, but the actual being a vampire, being powerful, drinking the blood, killing in cool ways, sexing up other vampires... He doesn't seem to really have much...
2: Sexing up everyone. Yeah. He doesn't
0: really seem to have much in the way of regret. He's certainly not sitting around wondering, oh, should I be a vampire? Should I not? He does wonder a little bit from time to time, what kind of vampire should I be? Mm -hmm. But he doesn't ever seem to, and at least I don't remember, it seem to be like, oh, I wish I'd never been a vampire. He Mm -hmm. loves being a vampire. Mm -hmm. At least at this point.
2: The only thing that I would maybe walk back of what you said is that he... He knows the rules. Already. Oh, he knows them. He but just doesn't care about the them. By the time that he meets Louis, he knows about those who must be kept. He yep. knows He knows a lot. And he won't tell Louis. So he withholds the information. So I would say that he, with all the things that he says to Louis, this is, your. you're a vampire, you're a killer Louis. Those are all things that are true about him. They are not necessarily oh, yeah. true about Louis. Yeah. I mean, he is a vampire, but does he, just, does being a vampire in here, I guess here's a question. Lestat is full in, all in on vampire yeah. life. He expects that of Louis as well. Claudia also eventually will expect that of Louis because they both say it makes them feel bad that Louis is not killing people that he's, yeah. you know, living on squirrels and stuff. Animal based diet. Is it all projection, or is he right when he says this is your nature? You should be doing this, or can is there are
1: there multiple ways of being a vampire? I think he's a hundred percent right. You know, when he's saying that, he he believes it. He's very. Um, enthusiastic about the ways of being a vampire. He knows that that's his nature to kill, to basically be top of the food chain. He, you know, pretty much says that to them when he says, these used to be your friends and your neighbors. Now they're, they're your savory inferior. Right. Also, uh, I just checked Yelp. He gave vampirism a 10 out of 10. (laughs) So what more can you say about that? Well, I think
0: that's an interesting question. So Joanne, how do you think Lestat defines being a vampire? Like, what are the things you got to do to be, to vamp like he vamps?
1: you got to kill. Yeah,
0: that's a big one. That's number right?
1: one. You are superior in every way to everybody. And, you know, we touched on that a bit when we talked about Louis and, you know, a lot of his identity issues and how Lusat played into that. And that made it pretty apparent that he believes, Vampire shit doesn't stink. You're just not going to get better than a vampire.
0: Almost like he sees himself as an angel. Above humanity, superior Mm -hmm. to humanity. Have to interact with them and rub shoulders with them every once in a while, if only to eat them. But definitely, like you pointed out, very separate from humanity. Unlike, of course, in contrast, Louis, who still keeps trying to involve himself in the human lives right yeah. he wants to try to stay in touch with his family okay when that doesn't happen he still cares about like daniel and he keeps trying throughout his history to engage with humanity mm-hmm. even though he's according to lestat far removed from it and should just look at them as you know cattle mm-hmm. you buy that
2: yeah i mean i think that that's true i think that lestat believes that all vampires should be that way is that true is he right about that? Joe says yes. So the answer to that question. If if Lestat is saying this is how le- vampires have to be, do they? I don't think that they do. Right. I I think but that there's room. Think? But Lestat thinks they do and yeah. I think that I think that there is and should be and this is a bigger identity question, right? This is a tolerance question. Lestat's insistence this is your nature, Louis, you must do this. In the book, that means something very different I think than it does in the series. because As, in as the,
0: Christina says, say more.
2: In the book, you, this is your nature, Louie. To me, that always coded as embrace your sexuality, right? Right. And in the series, that's a part of it. I mean, he's living with Lestat, so he has embraced his sexuality. Now, though, when he says, this is your nature, you're a killer, Louis. Mm -hmm. That means, again, that's literal now. That you're a killer, you're a vampire, you must kill. And Louis, I mean, if if Lestat had been a little kinder to Louis, had been a little bit more like, hey, it's okay. You can live on animals. It's not great. But but you're never going to be as strong as you could be. But Lestat says... It makes me uncomfortable when you don't do what I do. So do right. what I do. Claudia, <laughs> Embrace Claudia too. Embrace my
0: idea of what you should be.
2: Embrace my idea of who you should be. And of course, that goes directly against what we were talking about when we were talking about Louis initially, which is... Louis was saying, I feel seen by Lestat, but he wasn't really being seen by Lestat. Lestat was really, Lestat was crazy in love. He certainly is. He's obsessed with Louis. Is that a
0: Beyonce quote? He
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you guys think, though, that a vampire living off of animal blood is really a thriving vampire?
0: Nobody in this podcast wants to be a vampire more than you. You tell me. Now you're, now you're Joni, the vampire.
1: It's uh, it's a bitch move. You're not, you know, if I was a vampire and I met you, Mark, and you were a vampire, but you only drank the blood from, from your dog, Mo, I would say that you were weak and I probably wouldn't want to be your vampire friend. You know, you don't have to kill. You can still drink human blood and not kill. That's so difficult. I I would just drink the blood and not kill them. Unless they were one of my enemies, do you really think though that if you drink animal blood that you're full vamp? I don't think you are.
0: Because isn't that the equivalent of a vampire vegan, right? Just drinking animal blood.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you think Louis goes around and always tells people he's like, so yes, I do. He, I do CrossFit and CrossFit. I only drink. Yeah. <laughs> I only drink. I only drink the blood of animals. <laughs> yep. it's like Louis, we he's know we've like
1: CrossFit class yeah. and he's got a little squirrel dripping down
2: his chin. <laughs> it's you know, like the tenth time
0: you. this week you've told us.
2: Then the question becomes: Why did Why did Anne Rice give it that? I mean, that it's true of, of all. I think of all vampires, they can yeah. eat the critters and things like that Whatever.
0: to stay alive, yeah. right?
2: But in a pinch, in a pinch. But uh, Louis really tries to stick to that, so that's yeah. saying something about Louis's identity and his quest to maintain some of his humanity. Right. And I just think that it it as much as Lestat is who he is, is that vampire self. He needs kind of a mirror to be held up in in the choice of his partner. He's dying for these partners yeah. to be the, the companions that he wants them to be. And essentially, Lestat wants to date Lestat. Yeah.
0: Lestat loves Lestat. He'd like to bang Lestat <laughs> on a regular basis. Right? He'd love to drink from Lestat. Right. But... He would want that to be like Lestat Jr. so he could still be kind of the boss. Yeah, <laughs> he exactly. He the daddy.
2: He wants to be the daddy and also the baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's the vampire identity.
2: Lestat has a fascination, I think, with being a predator. I think he likes yes. he likes the hunt. You could see that with with Louis. You could also see that when he would disembark from the streetcar and you knew he was following someone that was about to become his prey. Yeah. He was very when he saw the
0: That blows his skirt up. Cuz what you're
2: talking. He really enjoys that. He yeah. likes that aspect of it and that I think go, goes back to his his wolf killer identity.
0: Yeah. Joanne, what? do you think Lestat has a god complex?
2: Oh my God, yeah.
0: Okay, so tell me how that works <laughs> Don't
2: out. Don't you her. mean
1: Oh my Lestat? Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. Lestat, of Lestat he does. damn it! Come on, he <laughs> literally holds people's lives in his hand. He de- he decides who lives and dies. If he sets his eyes on you, you're done. Yeah. If, if that's what he decides, he can also decide to give you the dark gift, which in turn Gives you immortal life. So he's playing God, you know, yeah. every day, every, every decision, every meal he eats, he plays God. Every so, breath you take, yeah, every move you that make. Too. That was in the back of my
2: head. Get out of my head. I would like to take that even that, I, I, like pull the thread that you're talking about there, which is, you know, he holds their lives in the, in a, in the palm of his hand and, and he makes the judgment. He essentially is judge and, and jury. And he yeah. says, uh, an executioner, an executioner, <laughs> and he says that you know he says I kill uh, I kill the people who deserve it, and yeah. he gets more into that in the book. He's more explicit about that right. in the book. That uh, Louis thought, oh, he was I was just killing people randomly, but those women that I killed those those sex well he doesn't call them sex workers, it says whores or prostitutes whatever. probably, but those women that he killed were. Responsible for men's deaths, and you know, yeah. men would call on them, and they would never be seen again because right. the pimps would follow them down to the wharfs, right? So that we're talking about the book now, right? Uh, so Lestat sees himself as uh, a bringer of, of justice, ju- justice, right? like he's Batman. Mm-hmm. But here's. This is the interesting thing. The scene in the church, and he says to him, I can give you the death that you long for. And we talked about this in the Louis section from from like Louis' perspective. But from Lestat's perspective, he is holding a lot of power there. He is God in that situation. And you know, he know what is he's saying? saying he's giving, Louis? Eternal life. And so, salvation. Salvation, yes. I'm going to save you from all yeah. of these things that you have to deal with all of these struggles, all of this. And he's there's so much religion baked into all say, of this.
1: Are you
0: familiar with the song You Have a Friend in Lestat? <laughs> <laughs> like
1: anyone's ever sang that verse. Of course, who hasn't?
0: I 100 percent agree. And plus he believes the universe should be ordered per his whims and desires. Here's how you be a vampire because you know why? This is how I like being a vampire. Mm-hmm. Here's how you should behave towards humans because this is how I behave towards humans. Mm-hmm. He's a narcissistic god. He has increasing power, and at a certain point in the books, as we all know, he becomes pretty godlike.
2: Well, I mean he has the interaction with Jesus. So. Well,
0: that's very far into the books. <laughs> yeah. <and> that's wiggity whack. <laughs> <Okay>, that <was laughs> maybe not the best narrative thread to pull there. But yes, I I understand that. So we've talked about him as a God figure. Mm-hmm as a vampire Mm -hmm. let's talk about lestat as the lover
2: oh red flags everywhere (laughs) so many red flags it's so so bad
0: yeah is he chad Uh, i mean is he that bad no
2: he is he's hurt yeah and he is somebody that felt unseen by his parents he had a cold withholding mother do you
0: feel like you could fix him
2: uh i probably when i was my, <laughs> <laughs> I think I can. But yeah, in my Joanie 20s definitely i definitely think she could fix
0: him <laughs> he just needs the love of a good yeah. pennsylvania woman
2: no i would give him a, a wide birth these days but when i was in my 20s oh yes what kind um, of birth would you have a wide birth oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay you know he's toxic he's he is a narcissistic boyfriend right and he wants to control everything joanne you made a very good point I usually do. You do. Probably back in the episode where we talked about Paul, when we talked about Paul, you said you think he had a hand in, in Paul's death, and, and we can debate that another time. But the point is is that you were saying he wanted Louis out. He wanted... and no, I, no, no.
0: He wants Paul out.
2: No, he wanted Louis oh, out. Oh, out of the family. He, no, out, yeah, being gay. Out of the closet. Oh, yeah, out yeah. of the closet. That's what she was saying. And so he... But knowing that he would probably be then shunned by his family right? right so he wants to get louis all to himself and you can see how he does that and he sort of he well, now that, then he turns him into a vampire well then he sure. has to be he, he humors louis when louis wants to go back to visit his family but all it, it, it always goes wrong and plus we saw how he treated Louis went around the Jonah situation, you know, he went and he spied on, on Louis hooking up with Jonah. But previously, you know, Lestat's got love. He's taken, uh, what's her name as a lover? Lestat's
0: pretty omnisexual.
2: Antoinette. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he likes variety, but he doesn't want Louis to have it. It's just, he's a jealous lover. He is a very insecure
0: partner. But, Joni, could he get it?
1: Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what do you think about him?
0: As a lover.
1: I imagine him to be a very generous lover, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, oh I think I do. I saw that. I don't sheet know. Sheet. I was trekking
2: with that sheet scene. Yeah,
1: what? I know.
0: You guys are both all over that. I was like, there's a sheet scene? You're like, oh, there was definitely a sheet scene. Oh, my
1: God, Sam Oh, Ring. gosh. That yellow, that <laughs> silk yellow sheet. Oh. My Lord. Um... You know he's he's a terrible partner. He's narcissistic. We saw in later episodes about the love bombing and things like that. I think the best way to sum him up is just selfish, but not in the actual act of it. That's probably incredible. <laughs> well, I'm going to need a minute. Right, calm down, yeah. <laughs> just, hey, like let's let's
0: take you out of that for a second because this is a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> all right. and I get very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> you, you know you know he's going to enjoy that whole that, that whole seconds of that right there is dynamo like a picture yeah. listening to it being like oh my god this one all right so going back to the lover aspect he is
2: well i mean abusive yeah you know oh my god yeah but all of that that whole thing all of what listot is comes from this very deep insecurity right that makes me question like okay where does that insecurity come from and i think you have to trace it back to his family look at how his
0: parents his parents were terrible problematic
2: and if you look and i know that there are loads of gabrielle fans and she's fantastic as a vampire character she's very
0: interesting compelling but not a great mom cold cold
2: and withholding yeah you know and she she did things for him only when it really only when it kind of served her a little bit uh but as a as a human we'll talk about gabrielle in season two yeah
0: or three Uh, but three probably
2: but what we have to i think also remember is how awful his father was to him and you could see in his memories how in season in episode one where he's at the dinner and he's talking and he's and he just says my father and the way that he scowls when he says that That
0: was such such great great acting acting,
2: you could just feel the hatred so i do think that a lot of this is rooted in his insecurity no doubt and he talks about it in later episodes where his father
0: could not have cared less about him even though Lestat is keeping the family in food, in food. and money, mm-hmm. right?
2: Right, which is a nice segue into the wolf killer Lestat. Let's
0: talk about it.
2: He says somebody's going to have to protect me from the wolves.
0: Apparently not.
2: When they're oh, during the card game, during right? the card game, right? So he talks about wolves there, but. There's another thing that happens earlier on when he's sitting at the table with Lily and Louis comes out and he's speaking French to her. And then she says, you know, like, I, what did he say? Did he know. at
0: any point say, voulez-vous coucher avec moi? No, <laughs> but
2: he says the <laughs> impossible. He says, <laughs> oh, Louis yeah. Louis translates it. Yeah. And what he says there is only the impossible can do the impossible. Right. That is a conversation directly out of the vampire Lestat. We oui. That happens with Nikki, Nikki is the one who says to him, only the impossible can do the impossible. Right. So what that means to me is that Lestat was talking to Lily in French. Oui. She didn't even understand reminiscing. it. Reminiscing. about his conversation with Nikki to do with the killing of the wolves. Right. So this is a very deeply embedded aspect of who he is. He's out there killing wolves when he's a uh, human. This is yep. still when he's a human. Yep. I mean he's that's, badass. That's Let's like not-
0: that's like if you're Aragorn you can do that shit. <laughs> yeah. You know Well
2: I mean he almost dies because yeah, of it. Well, but I mean he, he vanquishes the wolves and this makes him very uh, you know very popular in the village.
0: Gets him a cool coat.
2: It gets him an awesome coat. And actually and a boyfriend put, and, and a boyfriend and Nikki. But this carries on for him. This is a huge part of his, his it's persona. Central
0: to his identity mm-hmm. is being the wolf killer, the impossible that does the impossible.
1: Well, is, isn't being a vampire, the impossible. Absolutely. You know, like, Absolutely. So that kind of transfers into his vampire. life. Absolutely. Anytime somebody
0: self. tells him, let's stop. You can't do that. You can't go and drink the blood of those who must be kept. He's like well, like, well, bet me, hold my beer, hold my beer.
2: <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, he is. He's like, well, let's just see what would happen. Yeah, you hear him say that or read him say that I over and would, over again. Love, yeah, I just, just ju- I just wanted to see what was going to yeah. happen.
0: I just wanted to fuck around and then I, I'll find out then, whatever. Yeah,
2: and it doesn't matter because I'm a vampire. Yeah, he, and he I'm, goes.
0: I'm the vampire Lestat. I'm
2: the vampire Lestat. You got to admire the swagger.
0: I hundred percent do. I mean,
1: please don't don't point at yourself as if you it's have too late. that swagger. I already oh did. my God, everyone, Mark, don't besmirch the manliness of Wow. Stop by comparing him to you.
0: Look, don't do that. Look, Joni.
1: Don't do that.
0: So I have yet another amazing question joanne
1: oh mark yeah you're like the riddler tonight thank
0: you (laughs) if lestat wasn't a vampire Mm -hmm. what's his highest and best career choice
1: oh i love this question well you know it's what i do lestat would be a doctor
0: oh doctor daddy like
1: like a a neurosurgeon or yep. a cardiovascular surgeon somebody that holds people's lives in their hands
0: I like it mm-hmm. so would he be God complex would he be the kind of neurosurgeon that would run around with his mouth open all the time <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no he would be a strong competent. <laughs> Neurosurgeon. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I think I like I that. Think, um, so
0: the power of life and death in his hands. Mm-hmm. Plenty dealing uh,
1: in blood still. Yeah. You know, he's, he's still deep elbow in deep blood. in
0: blood. I like that. And also, you know, cha-ching. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All right.
0: Christina, what's his job?
2: Actor. He oh,
0: is, an actor. Uh, well, because that's what yeah, he, that's what he, he, did, he right? aspired
2: to be. I really think he needs that kind of, although I do see adoration. What, that, that adoration. So, Joanne, your your choice absolutely makes sense, has right. complete integrity uh, from a character perspective. I like actor better, though. That's a All great right, so, one. So, but I think so tell me
0: what tell me what kind of roles he's playing.
2: Heroic. I think that he is He's Aragorn. Yeah. He's, he's Jon Snow. You know, right. he's doing... Oh. I don't know.
0: Jon Snow might be a little too humble well, for for Lestat. Yeah,
2: but he could subsume the... He's like, he could-
0: all of those are weaklings. I want to be Superman.
1: Well, I mean, who else Christina, could... He, be- hmm? he do you think he got his start in soap operas?
0: <laughs> absolutely could have he's like super I good really, looking I,
1: I think he would have gotten his start on like general Hospital. yeah exactly oh he's like God. all right
0: as the vampire turns
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah i think that i think acting something that could put him forward-facing well rock star right yeah and the more that i think oh, about would he be
0: it, a rock star or an actor which you think Maybe he could suits be a, him better? A
2: rock star he could actor. be both. He oh, could be so both. he's Rick Springfield. Depp.
1: He could be Rick Springfield
2: and started on General Hospital, That's Dr. Right. Noah Drake. Exactly
1: right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Maybe he would take the path of like Johnny Depp. Think about it. Picture him as yeah. Jack Sparrow. Oh my or gosh. Edward Scissorhands. First or of all, Willy Wonka.
0: If God forbid Johnny Depp dies, how great would no. Sam Reed be as the Pirates of the Caribbean? How I think he would, would he be, be really
1: good. I think he could do it. Yeah, yeah I
2: think he definitely. All right. Do could. you want my answer? Yes. What is your answer, Mark? Cult leader. Cult leader. Not enough money in that. Oh, well, unless it's oh, Scientology. Girl. Get real. <laughs> I guess.
0: Get real. He
2: would be David Miscavige or yeah, whatever. He's going to be is.
0: the best cult leader. First of all, super narcissistic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Absolutely has no trouble gaslighting people. Mm-hmm. Right. In and manipulating them. I think he would be an amazing cult leader, although I like him better as an actor, where he's on stage, all lights are on him, doing 500 flips in the air inexplicably. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, that was his real ambition before he became a vampire.
2: All right. Here's another one, though. What about this? What if he was an evangelical preacher? Oh, I
0: wouldn't doubt that at all. But one of those
2: like mega church ones. Yeah, yeah. Where he's just raking in the cash. Yeah, he's
0: he goes to a church where he's on it like a TV screen. He's mm-hmm. not even bothering to go to the church. He's like, you know what? Tithing is the most important thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Worship me as the voice of God. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Well, a cult leader. There's he, not that's almost the same thing. Really. And
2: he did have that religious yearning as a as a young man. Yes. He was interested in that. But really more from an educational perspective. That's really what he now, he, he he himself says in the vampire Lestat, yeah, I it's not a, about really the faith for me because right. he was a man of the enlightenment, yeah. but he wanted the education. Absolutely.
1: Let's say Lestat uh, you know, twenty twenty three, does he have social media? So what would be his TikTok handle if he does? And then the second part: Would
2: he have an OnlyFans? Oh, his, his TikTok handle: Easy Wolf Killer. Wolf Killer, yeah. Wolf, wolf Killer okay. sixty nine.
0: <laughs> That's my guess.
2: On on Twitter, yeah. though, his handle would be <laughs>
1: at eats Peach. Yeah,
0: what a great name.
1: Oh, oh I'm sorry, you, you have think a car. He would have an OnlyFans account. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I think Lestat has no problem whipping it out.
1: I think
2: he'd be a top earner on OnlyFans. I just don't feel like he'd even bother with OnlyFans. I think that he'd be a legit actor. I think that he'd do yeah. social for fun. I think, you know, like he'd be one of those cool actors that would do some some TikToks. Yeah, yeah. It's like,
0: oh, hello, peasants. Yeah. What would you like to see me do today?
2: What about, okay, Let's let's actually, let's... Let's dig into that question, though, from from an identity perspective.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot we're doing a podcast. Yeah.
2: For, I'm we're not, not just, just telling jokes we're and are not stuff. just having conversation. What about Lestat as an actor, as an ide- his identity as a performer? What you're seeing of Lestat in the series, is that really Lestat? Or is that a persona no. that Lestat is putting on? Who is the real Lestat? Is the real Lestat the guy in episode whatever it was, six... Or seven, where he's in the chair being
1: grilled. Yeah, <laughs> is that I him? Is that think, him being I think vulnerable? It's a combo of both. I, I think he's very insecure, and that's why he puts. Well, we know he's insecure. That's why he puts off that persona of the, the almost like a showman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's overcompensating for that fear of being left. Mm-hmm. So he makes himself so irresistible in his mind that nobody could possibly leave.
2: Bigger than he is. So do you think mm-hmm. have we seen any glimpses of the real Lestat? Like even in episode one, did we see any flashes of the Lestat underneath the performer? I would say yes. And I would yeah. I would point to the scene at the dinner table when he gets mad, mad about his dad, when he talks yeah. about his father, when he
0: loses his cool a little bit, yeah, that's more Lestat than the cool of course of course. Lestat. Lestat, right? Um, well, you know, when he flew up 30 feet in the air and dropped Louis, I think he was probably dropping the mask there a little bit. He's showing how angry and jealous he is mm-hmm. and how he wants it to be all about what he wants. Yeah, I love this guy, but I'm also gonna drop him onto the pavement 40 feet below. So I think he's mask w- slips when he's mad. The chess game.
1: Mm. Yeah, that was when, really that was Claudia, a shot right there. Yeah,
0: when Claudia pulls the Polish Immortal. Yeah.
2: So for me though, you do see cracks in his f- in this sort of persona that he's putting out there. There's a part of him that I feel very sorry for. When I when I think about Lestat, they've made this much harder to be sorry and empathetic to him. Because of some of the choices they've made with this series. We, I've talked about it before, and that is his insensitivity to the intricacies surrounding Louis' struggles with his racial identity. And how he is confronted Louis constantly but in an unfair, ridiculous world. And I think that Lestat downplays that. Because he just doesn't understand it. It's not an excuse, but that is what it is. I think sure. he just doesn't understand it, and the domestic violence as well. That sure. also that's definitely going to rob that, him. How of... are you going to? Well, you, and and gotta, you
0: should show. You know, you should be a complex character, right?
2: Yeah, but I mean, I mean not that that's a great choice. Louis but... and, and Lestat are meant to be endgame, and so at some sure. point here, Louis is going to have Lestat's going to have to do something. What s- if he
0: says he's sorry?
2: So. Pro- <laughs> <laughs>
0: But if he's like, Louie, well, I'm so sorry I, s- I dropped you from 40 feet in the air. <laughs> you know, I
2: mean, I'm sorry that you were crippled I and ha- couldn't you even bloody. chase a goat. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Uh, but, I th- you know, that makes it harder to sort of be sympathetic to Lestat. So I still know that he's a hurt person. And here's how I know he's a hurt person. Part of his identity, as we talked about, was his fear of abandonment and all of the rest. Well, he's been abandoned by Gabrielle. We? Multiple times, right? She abandoned him when they were human most of the time because she was kind of living in her own world and she would only connect with him in certain moments, although he reveres her. He loves the well, she gave me my first flintlock rifle. She gave me my first Mastiff. My
0: first Handy.
2: Oh, Mark! But then, and then when he turns her, she takes off on it. Yeah, she's like, bye. She's like, I'm, I'm going to go, go sleep stand in the in sand. The sand. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to go stand in the jungle and look at leaves and then I'm going to bury myself in the dirt. Lestat chooses withholding lovers.
1: Well, Antoinette wasn't very withholding.
2: No, no, but he's not interested in Antoinette. He's she's a but He was with thing. her for seven, eight years. He was, but she's a plaything. He doesn't it, care. He doesn't it. really. He needs he needs her to be able to read Louis's mind. Right. That's the only reason that he has Antoinette. He because he can get he can get laid whenever he wants to. The people that he turns that he really loves are the ones who withhold love from him. Yeah,
0: because it's a challenge. No, oh. it's
2: because he is trying to heal the relationship with his mother and probably his father, too. Our family of origin wounds are the wounds that we, as going forward in life, we always try to heal them. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of times we heal them in relationships. He continually chooses people like Gabrielle. Louis withholds love. Lestat is constantly telling Louis that he loves him. Yeah. Does Louis ever say it back?
0: How come you didn't love me the way I love you?
2: <laughs> right. Nikki was he loved Nikki but Nikki was darker than he was very dark.
0: Yeah. He was an emo kid.
2: He couldn't get from Nikki what he needed. On the other hand, Armand loved him. Armand wanted nothing but him. No thanks. And Lestat's like full, full clip. clip. <laughs> Lestat as a part of his identity is on a quest to heal some origin wounds and he's got eternity to do it. The last thing I want to talk about, and we should have talked about it in, in the Louis identity thing, but we can talk about it with Let's Louis it and Lestat. And it is the opera that they go to see in the very first episode.
0: Was it Pagliacci? No. The tragic clown?
2: It's
1: Yolanta. <laughs>
0: yes, I know. I'm just messing
1: That's with the you. opera about your life, Mark.
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: <laughs> the tragic clown. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's not
2: wrong. <laughs> uh, King Renee's daughter Yolanta. Mm-hmm. says there's no age, That's right. has been blind since birth. Wanting to protect her, the king charges all his servants with keeping her blindness a secret while he tries to find a cure. None, no one can talk to her about anything that would clue her into the fact that she's blind or different from anyone else. So they can't talk about light, color, visions, or beauty in her presence, or they will be sentenced to death. As many of these kinds of stories where it's a sort of It's a story about kind of a mistaken identity and someone, she's got a suitor who comes who's in love with her and she's knows that she's going to be married off. It turns out it's the same guy. They fall in love. He mistakenly talks to her about being able to see and then she realizes she's blind and then she gets a cure that it allows her to see and then everyone lives kind of happily ever after. Ta-da! They say it is Tchaikovsky's beautiful opera of love and enlightenment. This is the opera that Lestat takes Louis to see. And Louis lies about being at the opera. Well, he says he was at the opera but his stomach I he, was he so got bored, hungry. You know, whatever. And then we left. And then Lestat says to him, Why would you say that? You were almost in tears at the end. Right. And he said, well, my family doesn't need to know everything about me. So this is an identity thing for Louis. Let's, so let's talk about it from a from Louis a perspective and a Lestat perspective. All right.
0: So why, is your idea? Give us your take. I'm
2: going to ask you to, to go first. This is my question. So it's a story about a blind woman who doesn't know that she's blind. Right. But then someone comes along and reveals the truth to her. Yes. And then she becomes her full self and they fall in love and then so that's
0: So the- big revelations that Louis has after he's turned is how much more he sees of the world, Mm -hmm. right? It's heightened perception. He can hear people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. Everything looks much more rich and detailed and beautiful. He basically is experiencing the world on a higher level. So that is the Louis character, right? He was like, I thought I knew what was going on when I was a human. I didn't know shit from shinola. And now I get this incredible inrush of information and sensory data. So that's <laughs> that's what I think Louie is Filling that role right there
2: i hear that that's your reading of it and i think that's an interesting no no, one. no
0: that's not enough
2: uh, no. i need you to
0: agree with me
2: <laughs>
0: and say my interpretation is spot on
1: uh let's hear from joe it's bang joe, on joe what do you think i have a very different good
0: perspective maybe christina will like this one
1: louie is the blind girl and lestat is the suitor obviously louie's not a blind girl but you know his life isn't great he doesn't know how you know great life can be and here comes a thought telling him how great life can be and how he can give him salvation from all of his woes in life so that's kind of when you read it the first time that was kind of how i imagined it in my head more of that than than an actual sensory perception although i do agree with that too but that's kind of where my head's at
2: I I agree with you, Joe. You're
1: both wrong.
2: (laughs) No, I agree with you. You guys suck.
0: You're the worst podcasters (laughs) I've ever met.
1: (laughs) Get it, Mark. For one, I was a little more deep and philosophical than you. Yeah, so
0: you think. No,
2: I agree. (laughs) And I'll say this. I think that that's exactly it. I think that Louis, because Lestat says to him, you were in tears by the end. And I would say, if I'm guessing, Louis identified with, that character, the princess, mm-hmm. who couldn't see, and in not being able to see, hadn't really been seen, and I think that you know, that's, that's a bit of life.
0: a yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. Well, there, isn't I'm it? just
2: I'm going with it. That's you know, what this is. I'm going to ask
0: you not to go with it. <laughs> well,
2: I'm going with it. <laughs> Why don't you
0: go back to where I was? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but and then L- Lestat. I think definitely sees himself as the suitor. I think he identifies. So if we're talking about identity here, I think that these people are identifying with or resonating with. Stott is always the
0: suitor, not the suit he. He
2: is the suitor in this. And I think that he feels that he is opening Louis's eyes to a situation that he has not at this point been able to really see and metaphorically opening his eyes. And I think that, Lestat, in his romantical mind, was saying to himself, I can provide this for Louis. And Louis says, I felt seen. For the first time in my life, I felt seen. That's after the church moment. But Lestat is that. He is courting Louis. He is coming hard and being impressive to court Louis and to convince Louis, seduce Louis into this vampire life that Lestat has fully embraced.
0: I think that's a very cute take by both of you, and thank you for your contribution.
2: <laughs> I really appreciate you
0: saying that. Oh, my and you God. know what? Don't feel shy about sharing your feelings in the
2: future.
1: Okay. <laughs> Noted, Mark. Noted. Mm, that's the sound of someone's <laughs> ego cracking. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he's like, but I, how did Donny pick up on that, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but I don't disagree. Uh, I don't oh, disagree with what
2: you have to say. Turn off the podcast. Because then. there is also a way to look at it literally. Yes. Right. And I think that that's what you did. And there's nothing wrong with a literal translation, Mark. <laughs> I
0: mean, if you're that weak minded. right? <laughs> <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the best you can do.
2: <laughs> Let's do a wrap up. Who do you guys think is the most... Sort of self-actualized character or slash identity in season one, who episode one, episode in episode one, who knows who knows himself the best in episode one,
1: Joanne. I have to say, he doesn't know himself the best. I mean, like he's not like knows himself well, but out of everybody in episode one, Daniel has a better idea of who he is. None of them are a thousand percent right. But Daniel comes closest to being right or, you know, less wrong.
0: I think Lestat is the most consistent, but I don't think that means he's Mm self-aware. I don't think he is very much at all. He doesn't see himself as being egotistical or selfish or manipulative. He just wants what he wants. And he's shocked when people don't agree with him. And he'll do what he can to make them agree with him, including gaslight them Manipulate them, love bomb them, mm-hmm. whatever. Louis clearly has Hurt no them. clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right? He's the most conflicted. He definitely does in his mo- human form. That's right. Well, even in vampire form, he's very conflicted. Like, you know, should I be vampire? Should I try to still, you know, retain some shred of humanity? Well,
2: the vampire that we see of Louis in twenty twenty three seems to be a very centered, yeah. and he says, "I've changed." I've yeah, changed. But
0: I mean, well, let's, I think that remains to be seen. He does appear to have, you know, had a little bit of a come to Jesus moment with himself. Daniel appears on the surface. To kind of be, you know, realistic and cynical and like, you know, I'm an old man, I'm sick, I'm this, I'm that. I was a terrible reporter back then. But we do have this idea, maybe we get it from later episodes, but this idea that he is hiding from a part of himself. So I'm going to, believe it or not, go with Louie for now because at least he's asking the questions. Nobody else is asking questions, right, about who am I?
2: I'm gonna say Paul. We oh. talked. We talked All about right. Paul. I'm gonna say that Paul has a. So the very, guy hearing
0: voices is the most in touch with reality. I
2: think that he is. He <laughs> has. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that that he has not in, in touch with reality. He's oh, in touch, He's with, in who touch he is. with who he is. He realizes, as I said in the episode where we discussed Paul's identity, he realizes that the world doesn't understand what's happening to him, but he understands it. He gets what's happening yeah. to him. And his explanation for that is that he is hearing words from God. And we know that because of the book.
0: Yes. But the, also he says it. He says right? it,
2: right? Like, and
0: the birds tell me birds what, God, tell wants me what, me what God's,
2: God wants me to tell me what God wants me to know. Well, okay. Who are the birds? The angels? They are the messengers from God and yeah. they're winged. So maybe yeah. that's who he's thinking maybe. that he's hearing. You know, Little he's birds saying birds, angels. but it's angels with wings. All right. Anyway, the speculation. Paul, I think, is the one that has the best grip on... He's true to himself, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I am a... The end of his life... I don't think that that goes against that. I think that he kind of at that moment is looking at things and saying, "Well, what else can I do here? Yeah. I am. This is a world that is never going to accept me for who I am." Plus, so much checker cake. The problem, though, is that that is so at odds with, with his faith,
0: Catholicism. Yeah. yeah, you can't kill yourself. You
2: can't, and he doesn't. And so then the question becomes: Because Lestat told him to. Because Lestat told, told him to, and yeah. that is the only thing. And I and I kind of came to this realization as i was actually as i was listening to our episode because when i listen to our episodes i go oh i should have talked about that i should have, because ideas come to me but that is something that i did think about is that he's catholic and how does he who is this uber catholic and this very serious lay religious person end his own life and that is the only thing that makes me think maybe, yeah, Lestat did have a hand in that.
1: So uh, I guess that's it then. So, Joe, do you want to take us out? That was a really fun conversation, guys. I enjoyed it. If our listeners enjoyed it as much as we did, please make sure you share us with your friends. And remember to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at vampire underscore insider. Mark is at Mark East Peach and Christina is at Christina Gen X. You can also find this on Facebook and Reddit by searching Vampire Insider. Thank you guys. Have a great night.
0: Peace out, Cub Scouts. So now you have to go and justify your decision and feel free to retcon. Go.
1: I don't first of all Mark, I don't take orders from you. <laughs> well, for this <laughs> particular question,
0: history. yes you do. <laughs>
1: um okay.
2: I wish I could sing because I'd (laughs) sing that song right now, but I can't. Lou, you
0: got me so crazy right now. (laughs) Oh,
2: God. All right. I wish you could sing, too. Yeah, well, you
0: know. (laughs) Hello. Hi, Hello. Is, hi, is Joanne there?
2: No, she's at home right now. Can she come out and Who's play? Calling? It's a gentleman caller. Sup,
0: I'm Lestat. I'm a video oh, rock music star. Oh,
2: I'm <laughs> oh, rock music. I've got a dark gift I'd like to talk to you about.
0: <laughs> May I speak to Joni's neck, please? <laughs> <laughs> Dynamouse, our fave.
2: Our fave. Aw, oh, she lost her kitty
1: this week. Sucks. That's too bad. Oh, yes. I'm Pets not on Twitter. should
0: live forever. So I'm,
1: I'm sorry, Mouse. Dynamo- I'll say your name right for this one. Mikey. Sorry about your RIP.
0: What a great looking cat. He
1: was a beautiful cat.